Hello and welcome to the pod Well Travelled. My name is Penny Thomas and I'm an international travel writer. Today in the studio, I'm joined by my colleague Stephen Scalfield, who's been a, a travel writer for uh, over three decades now. Is it Stephen? Certainly is, certainly is. Yeah. Nice to be here, Penny. Yeah, nice to have you back. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a beautiful place in the world, which is the island nation of Mauritius. It's a place I visited recently, and I'm sure it's somewhere that you've been to throughout your career. Yes, I have, and I've seen it you know, grow and mature into the, the great destination that it is today. Wonderful. Okay, so uh, let's just start off with some fast facts um, about Mauritius. So firstly, the island is located off the east coast of Africa in the Indian Ocean, Um, It's officially known as the Republic of Mauritius and it's got a population of about 1.3 million. Um, It's one of the most culturally diverse nations um, with a big African, European and Asian sort of influence there. And the most common language spoken in day-to-day life is Creole, which is sort of a mix of African, Asian and and French. Um, But you can also hear lots of people sort of speaking English and and French whilst, whilst you're there. The island itself is sort of known for its crystal clear waters and beautiful beaches, but it's also got a thriving sugarcane industry. And the weather there is always pretty favourable, but the best time to visit is between May and December, which is sort of when the weather is cool, dry and sunny. So, yes, that's um, a bit of a brief overview of of Mauritius. It's beautiful. I mean, it really is a green jewel in the beautiful Indian Ocean, isn't it? Uh, Cast adrift and... A great destination. There's lots of ways to get there, and it's very, very well connected with direct flights. You might tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you say it's sort of adrift in the Indian Ocean, it, it makes it seem like it's some sort of faraway place. But for us in Perth, Western Australia, it's actually quite within our reach, and that's because Air Mauritius runs a regular direct flight between Perth and Mauritius, and um, the flight time to get from Perth to Mauritius is about eight hours and it's actually faster on the way back just because of the way the, the wind sort of blows. Um, but it's not just us that have um, a good relationship with Mauritius. There's um, other countries and places that sort of fly there direct, like Paris, London, Johannesburg, Kuala Lumpur, Dubai, Delhi and, and Mumbai that all fly direct as well. So. That's all right. And, and of course, Air France has been the big driver with the French history in Mauritius, the connection to Mauritius, flying direct to Paris, Emirates flies in there. So massive uh, connection, as you say, to the world. Absolutely. Now give us some likes and dislikes. Okay, so I was having a think about this before and the natural beauty of Mauritius is really hard to go past. It it really is one of those picturesque, stunning places that looks like it's been plucked straight from a, a sort of travel brochure. Um, and the people there are also really beautiful and and friendly and and kind. My only dislike was that when you're driving around Mauritius, um, it can take a while to get from A to B, and that's mainly just because there aren't too many roads. Well, there are, but they're quite populated. Yeah, they could probably deal with a little bit more infrastructure. That's right, but really it's a mostly resort-based holiday, isn't it? And when you're out on the roads, it'll be for a day trip. So that's sort of part of the experience. It's not as if you're travelling between places that you're staying. I think less less of that. Yeah, you're correct. It's it's not a place where you do long road trips or anything like that, although it's very scenic. um, You sort of will arrive at your destination within sort of an hour, but it's just the congestion that that bugged me, but it's not the end of the world because I was really spending a lot of my time at a resort, Mm. which was great. Yeah, you were staying at Club Med. Mauritius has this sort of model of half board, which is including uh, breakfast and dinner. Most of the resorts do that, but Club Med 
goes even beyond that, doesn't it? So perhaps you could just tell us about that package and how inclusive that is. Yeah, absolutely. So it was my first time staying um, at a Club Med property, which if you're sort of unaware of um, Club Med, they sort of were founded in in the 1950s and are renowned for being the sort of pioneer um, of the all-inclusive model. Um, so they continue to do that to up until today. And um, when I was in Club Med, I was staying at the Albion Resort, which is on the West Coast. And it's a massive sort of property. And what you get in the all-inclusive package is actually quite impressive. You get all your sort of food taken care of, drinks are provided, your accommodation, obviously, but there's also a lot of activities that you can do whilst you're there. So just, well, let's, we'll get back to the food, but just tell us about the activities first, because I think there's such a lot of value in that, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're um, a family or a sort of active couple or, or, you know, with a group of friends that actually like to get out and do things, it's, it's really worth it. Um, they sort of specialise in a lot of water activities in Mauritius just because of the beautiful beaches as well. So you can go sailing, stand up, paddle boarding, diving. You can also do a trapeze lesson, archery. There's swimming pools and yoga in the morning, stand up paddle board, stand up paddle board yoga as well if you're game enough. The, the list goes on and on. And um, it's also not just activities within the resort. So you can go dolphin watching as well. Um, you can also do a half day or full day trip around Mauritius. Well, as part of the package. Yeah, absolutely. So you're not just sort of confined to the resort, which I think is the common misconception about these all-inclusive models is that they keep you trapped and and you have to spend time within there. They're they're very supportive of the local community now. And I think that's how the model has really changed over the, the past couple of decades, really, is they need to support the environment and the location that they're in. And, and Club Med does a really good job at that, I found. I must say, we're, I'm probably thinking more about couples doing all these activities now. But if you think as a family, that a family package there, because it's really quite difficult, you know, traveling with children, two or three children, every time you're buying a meal, you're buying five meals. Yeah. And every time you're buying an ice cream or this or that you know it becomes it can become quite a strain on a family Absolutely. as they travel so you know perhaps you're enjoying your time less than you could do but here of course the children have got kids have got plenty to do and none of those costs going on all day long yeah i think that that's um, a major draw card i think for a lot of families especially you know it's it's a holiday that you can plan for you know the upfront cost you don't get stung with a big bill at the end because you sort of, I think most in most instances, you can sort of chip away and pay before the trip or there's a certain lump sum, I think you pay before you get there or on arrival. So you sort of know what you're in for, which is good, I think, yep. not just for families, but for, for most people as well that just want a good, decent holiday where they can sit back, relax and not have to worry if, you know, they order an extra cocktail or not, how much that's going to hurt their bottom line. Yep, that's right. Okay, let's get to the crux of it. Is the food a bit boring? Well, I thought it would be. I thought because of the all-inclusive model, you would probably get really sort of standard institutionalised food and watered-down cocktails or whatever. But it was actually quite the opposite, which I was impressed by. And I consider myself a bit of a foodie. So, yeah, um, there was lots of local Mauritian cuisine that you could sort of pick from. It's a buffet sort of style restaurant in their main restaurant. And it wasn't just Mauritian food as well. There was sort of dishes from all over the world and it changed every night, which was good. So you never really had the same um, meal. There was lots of fresh seafood, sushi, um, all sorts of different things. So I was really blown away by the diversity of food offering and the quality as well. And 
what's great about Club Med is that they they really are focusing in on reducing their food wastage, which is great. So they have um, a, a chef pretty much behind every food station in the venue, ready and waiting to sort of prepare whatever you you're after and they won't they won't give you huge portions because you can always come back it's a buffet and get a second portion but for example even in the morning when I was getting some fruit the chef would cut the mango right in front of me so he wasn't just cutting it up and putting it there to sit for people to grab it was mostly like if you want this I will cut it for you and there'll be less food wastage which I thought was good for major resorts like Club Med it's um it's important in this day and age and they also are very conscious of having um well, they don't have any plastic water bottles or anything like that or straws as well at their properties, which is, I think, um, something that they should be commended for because that's not easy in, in these sorts it's of... It's not. And it's really important. I mean, we as individuals can make these decisions, but a big international company like that has it such an impact when mm. it makes that commitment. As you say, it's not easy to do when you're catering to... Lots and lots of guests who have, you know, their own demands and expectations. Mm. But I think it makes such a difference to the plastic waste, particularly on an island, which it's difficult to manage to to deal with those and certainly probably got less facilities to recycle than other places. Um, You sound like a convert. You sound like, look, I'm putting words in your mouth, but you sound like someone who went there slightly reluctantly taking the package and was converted to it. Yeah, well, that's correct. I I was a bit sceptical. I didn't know if I would enjoy the experience. I thought I probably would. um, I don't want to say I almost thought it could be a bit cult-like, but that's how I sort of went in. And it actually wasn't. It, It you are given the flexibility to do whatever you want um, and there are so many activities that it's really on you if you get bored at the end of the day. The wine list was great. There was great cocktails. The staff there are all really friendly and engaging and, and genuine as well, which was nice. And, um, yeah, there was it was a great holiday where you really get what you're expecting. So that's what I like at the end of the day. There's no sort of smoke and mirrors. It, mm, it's, I do it's, think also Club Med, but also at the, most of the resorts there, they really focus on employing local people and I think that has an impact on the us as visitors too yeah absolutely and the people um the locals there are are really beautiful and warm and sort of uh genuine as well which I really liked and um what I did find interesting was Club Med um across a lot of its properties it will try to source employees from Mauritius because they really value the standard they uphold they sort of have that European hospitality sort of drilled into them and and understand what probably the modern day traveller um, their expectations are and can sort of also deliver that but in a in a nice way that's not too overly forced or anything like that and it's also worth noting now that I'm thinking about this is um at Club Med properties there's tipping isn't encouraged and that's even at their properties in the US which I found was quite interesting for people like us from Australia who would probably expect that you would have to tip in in the US they just try to keep it all as an even playing field so I found that was yeah another sort of incentive. Very interesting. There's other options for accommodation there of course perhaps you could run through those. Yeah I mean Mauritius is it's well known for its tourism as well so there's resorts and hotels um, scattered across the island they also do have you know like most places short stay accommodation options um Whilst I was there, I did speak to a local who said that they were going up in price and it was harder to find rental properties for for people that were living there as well. So I think it's a similar situation that's happening across a lot of sort of cities around the world, especially I know here in Australia, some um, popular tourist areas 
are feeling the sort of same the same pain that they might be feeling there so that's something to to keep in mind but to be honest the resorts are are really i find what you want when you do go to mauritius they they have everything you need more than what you need especially at somewhere like club med um they're comfortable often in a great spot as well and there's friendly staff to help you out whenever you need so yeah there's lots of different accommodation options ranging from you know three stars four stars five stars and and you know self-serve apartments and things like that that's right and as you mentioned you know i've been sort of going there for quite a long time or known the place for a long time and that's that was their model that was their decision was to uh, make very high quality resorts and offer lots of activities um, and and make it a premium destination. Mm. And I think that's what, what they have achieved. Give me a favourite moment. Um, I think uh, one of my favourite moments was actually at one of the events that Club Med put on. Each night they have different themed nights, so and that's all part of the fun with that um, with that hospitality group. Um, but there was a, a charity event and they auctioned off a soccer jersey, which ended up going for like 6,000 euros, um, which everyone at the resort was very excited about. And it was uh, the French soccer player Mumbappi, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. I don't know if that's... It's pretty good. The, it's the pretty good. It's worth that money, surely. But Go yeah, on. it really got people up and out of it. So yeah. that was fun to just be in that environment, meeting new people as well and, you know, enjoying the the beautiful backdrop that is Mauritius. Yeah. You say people there speak Creole, which is this beautiful musical language and they speak English and French, but the whole world speaks soccer. Yes. It's a language, so <laughs> yes, that's perfect. that's very true. I must say one of my favourite moments there was was just being with the giant tortoises, you know, which is on these days out where you've got uh, a beautiful area with different coloured soils, you know, where you can visit. You've got, you know, uh, botanical gardens and so on. So there are nice places to go on the day out. I'm sure you did that. Yes, and waterfalls as well. Lots of hikes you can do in Mauritius. It's also very hilly. Um, and there's lots of different cultural sort of experiences you can do. We ended up doing um, a small sort of tour where there are all these sort of sculptures down on the west coast of the island, and it's it's to do with the sort of um, the country's sort of history and slavery and, and all sorts, and it was a really moving sort of um, sort of journey through these sculptures and as the tour guide who then explains what sort of happened there with the big cliff behind it it's a it's a fascinating place to be got a moving history i mean you know it was a remote island which europeans found and as you say the sugar industry comes from that but you know it's always had those influences Mm. and for me you know you can wander down to the beach in the evening amongst the she-oaks and hear the seeger music being played and mm. people speaking creole and cooking barbecues and you feel that mauritius has its own flavor mm. which is influenced by africa and europe in particular yeah and it's really vibrant it, it's great um it actually reminded me a little bit of new orleans when i was there which is a, a topic for yep. another day i completely uh, get that yeah it is a topic for another day <laughs> let's do that someday wonderful okay well thank you Stephen, for joining me today the pod well traveled will be back shortly and make sure that you subscribe and look out for other stories we publish online at thewest.com.au forward slash travel